Sean Sewell with the Ingrimit.com podcast. Really excited to have on my friend and mentor for the third time, Doc Hartle. Is it Dr. Dr. Hartle now? Well, it's Dr. Michael Hartle, my official name, but uh, a lot of people call me Doc. Um, people call me Doctor, some people, whatever. So Michael's fine too. Well, you're a double doctor now since the last time we talked. Sounds Not like quite you. yet. I'm about a year and a half away from getting uh, my PhD, so... Then I'll be Dr. Doctor or Dr. Squared mathematically. That's what I was trying to figure out. Was it Dr. Doctor or Double Doctor? Or what's the best <laughs> way to approach this? That's right. Uh, well, it's an honor to have you back on, Doc. And for a little background for people, um, Doc's been on now three times. We, we cover a lot of fun conversations. He is the, um, the he created the curriculum with Pavel for the Strong First Barbell Certification, which is an amazing certification. We had it here in our gym in Denver at Existence Athletics about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I took it with Doc. There's my sticker right there, Team Hartle, <laughs> back in 2019. And he also uh, was my lead instructor for my SFG for the third time around in 2018. Fantastic instructor, great person, wealth of knowledge. And he um, actually has a new book that just came out on Amazon and other places. And we'll be talking about that. So, uh, Doc, there it is, Kettlebell Strength Training Anatomy. Oh, I'm so excited to get my copy. A little shameless plug there. Yes, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> well, Doc, welcome back for the third time. Fill uh, us in on you. I understand right now you're uh, down in Florida preparing for a, a certification. Uh, tell us more about that. Yeah, tomorrow we're putting on the uh, Strong First SFG Level 1 kettlebell certification at the gym called Sweat St. Pete, our third year in a row down there. We've had uh, great uh, success, great students, uh, great uh, team leaders, everyone. So it's a we're down here again, of course, in in very warm, muggy Florida, but it's a good time. There's no there's no hurricanes this this uh, coming weekend. Last year we we left on Sunday, flew home Sunday, and I think Hurricane Ian came and hit this area, primarily Fort Myers versus Tampa, but hit the area here. I think by Wednesday of that week, so we uh, we dodged a bullet with get out of here quick at a time. Of course we. We hope and pray that everyone uh, was able to be, you know, doing well during that hurricane. So, yeah, Florida, my goodness, it's always hot and muggy in Florida. I think uh, last time I was down there was for the Strong First Team Leaders Meeting, uh, Teachers of Strength. No, no, yeah. uh, Program Improv. That's what it was. A uh, fun place. Driving to Florida from uh, Denver is a three day event. And uh, when Pablo oh, wow. found that had drove, he's like, You are a barbarian. And uh, yes, I would agree. <laughs> yes. A lot of travel. Goodness gracious. Well, your your last uh, certification here in Denver, you had some kind of similar uh, travel situations where the the weather was crazy. And my goodness, is it just the yeah. way you travel? It's yeah. Weird. Well, that was uh, about what, six weeks? No, that was actually about four weeks ago. Um, yeah. So that was definitely an interesting situation there. So it was just, you know, we had the delays and then, yeah, so Going there and coming back was was not good, but being there was awesome. Being in Denver, there and personally, we missed each other because you were uh, out of town at that point. But uh, yeah. you know, I got to go there with uh, Miss Miss Ryan. But it was good seeing everyone there at the Existence Athletics. Great gym, great great uh, energy there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. We we love our community and we love our gym. And I don't know how in the world both Ryan Humphreys and I missed being there. I was covering uh, an outdoor expo event. And he was uh, out of town, I think, visiting his family. But the paths will cross again soon. Well, the scuttlebutt is that he was out of town with his girlfriend. 
Oh, is that the? Oh, that's what he told me. So I don't know. You may have to <laughs> confirm that with him. He may, you know, maybe confirm or you know deny the allegation. Who knows what? So you get the inside scoop. I'll have to yeah. his chops today. So, but, so, uh, but you know, I don't. I'm I'm down the priority list as far as you know. You know, Jim, girlfriend, Doc Hartle's like down below here. So I, <laughs> I I didn't feel too warm inside from Ryan because of that. So well, that's fair enough. His girlfriend is very sweet. Her name is Sunleaf. Um, as her real name. Her sister named her. Her parents allowed um, her sister to name the the upcoming daughter, and she chose Sunleaf, and they stuck with it. And uh, she's a cool. psychologist. She's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, she's a lot of fun to hang out with. Um, but I will be seeing you, I believe, in three weeks down in Phoenix. Yep. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, two weeks. Is it two weeks? Oh, my. Yeah, is October. Yeah. This weekend. <laughs> I need to make reservations for a place to stay. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, it, it flies by. We just had a course at our gym with uh, our colleague and, and mentor as well, Derek Toshner and um, Kenneth Boyland. Two fantastic instructors. So fun. We did the all train conditioning, which I've been wanting to take for four or five years back when Craig Marker was yep. teaching. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic curriculum. Oh, just love the strong first culture and the strong first way of teaching um well speaking of i've, I've gotten the chance to learn from you now uh two at least two times for the mm-hmm. sfg one and for the barbell and um i i learned so much from you know, i all my water bottles proudly have the team hartle you know <laughs> on them. <laughs> so i'm always proud to, to share what you've taught me and it was really fun to hear from our coaches at existence athletics who took the strong first lifter certification with you mm. Um, and they're very accomplished coaches already, but the, the, the wisdom and the minutia of the minu- movements you taught them directly impacted, uh, the way they coach and the students mm-hmm. in our gym appreciate it too. Like just the little things, the hard old plank, the, 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 the wedge, all these little things make life stronger, you know? That's so, right. Yeah. So it's greatly appreciated. Well, good. I'm glad they enjoyed it. They're good students too. So. Well, thanks. Dad, we got some good people in there on our team. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about your uh, your upcoming book. The last time on the podcast, I think you were you just mentioned you're going to start developing this book. Uh, this is a major publisher too. This is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the same one that Greg Cook is is works with and others. Yeah, Human Kinetics. There, they uh, do a lot of strength and conditioning books, and uh, so they, they contacted me. So originally, um, there's a Dr. Craig Levinson, a doctor of chiropractic, lives in L.A. He's huge into rehab, and uh, he had uh, actually asked me to write a chapter for his uh, third edition of his Rehabilitation of the Spine book. Mm-hmm. Um, so chapter 26, I wrote about uh, barbell training, how you can use it to spare your spine and make your spine healthier and stronger. So I wrote a chapter. Um, Michelle Earl, who's a uh, acquisitions manager, uh, editor, sorry, at uh, Human Kinetics, read it, read it or looked at it or whatever. And she contacted me because they, had, they have us... Uh, strength training anatomy series where they have they do like yoga anatomy they do dancing anatomy they do body weight uh brett Contreras wrote one about body weight uh, strength training anatomy so they have a series of books that do that they want to do it about kettlebells and so she saw my name uh knew i was involved with the kettlebell organization strong first um and so talk talked to me about it so we put together a contract and wrote it all out and then sometime in 2020 i don't remember the exact dates i started doing the initial writing um so kind of like during the pandemic aspect um in may of 2021 i got this uh, harebrained idea to go back to school and get a phd 
so I did that. Uh, so that kind of delayed the writing a little bit, and she was very uh, kind and patient uh, while I was doing all that stuff. And so we got it wrapped up January this year, maybe December, somewhere around that time. We kind of put all the final edits and everything. So it just kind of went through its processes, and then they got to the printing presses. And now it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool seeing your book. And there's a Ford from Pavel, right? Like, Yeah. So to be honest with you, I was kind of nervous and Pavel doesn't know this, but when I called him, because here's the guy who is pretty much credited with bringing kettlebells to the United States. I mean, obviously, he's been around for several hundreds of years, new, new techniques around for hundreds of years. Um, and so I was kind of nervous about asking him, but he said, uh, I said, uh, yes, doc, I will write a forward for you. <laughs> almost just like that almost in the same yeah. accent and everything with that i could hear that um, so he was kind enough to write a very nice forward with it so i appreciated that um but yeah it's it's turned out really well um the interesting thing if can i use the book as an example here of course please so for example we have um showing a basketball player and they even can see the anatomy aspect there wow uh, even have some of the uh kettlebell stuff so for example this is showing a uh kettlebell deadlift and so i even listed the primary and the secondary muscles that are generally utilized during the actual lift and there down below you see that so what we did is we went into my gym one day and we spent about four hours shooting all these photographs of the models yes and the medical illustrator took those photographs and drew this and then they labeled all the muscles there that's incredible and, and i think one of the reasons why michelle wanted me to do it was the fact that um, not only being a person who knows how to use kettlebells and barbell very strongly, but also someone who has a great anatomical background as far as, you know, uh, chiropractic school and just my experience with dealing with a lot of anatomy. So, you know, and, and so I got when I was writing the, the chapters, each, each exercise has primary and secondary muscles. So by, by the end, my Latin became very good because of all the muscles are, you know, yeah. rectus femoris, bicep femoris, you know, all these different things. Exactly. Exactly. Solius, you know, <laughs> or how about this one? Rectus capitis posterior minor and major, you know, that's like right here at the base of the skull. So, Oh, that's over my head, but now I know it. There you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we just, it's, it's a good book there. Um, the, uh, the one thing the book doesn't have, which is purposely done, it doesn't have any training ideas. Like for example, you know, do this three times a week and all that kind of stuff. So that's for future editions down the road. Ooh, I like it. Open to new future editions. The the I remember when you were asking for models for a book, and it's so cool to see that translate into this. Yes. And their form, like on, on Amazon, looking at their form, my goodness, that is a perfect end position for a double kettlebell swing. You must have some really good athletes who showed up for the modeling. Well, Joshua Poulin, who is right here, he's our model for the front. Um, he works at my office. He's a massage therapist, licensed massage therapist. He also helps in the gym as a rehabilitation assessment. Um, and so he actually is both an SFL and an SFG one. Oh, nice. And so he came through my search. He actually came down here to Tampa last year to become SFG one last year. Um, Katie, who's the female in there, she works at my office. Um, she's not a, a certified in kettlebells, but she, we've taught her how to use it. Uh, even before becoming a model. And then we just tapped into that. And so she uh, did that. The other gentleman is Danny Williams. He's a physical therapist from Indianapolis, which is just about an hour and a half, two hours south of me. 
And so he was at, uh, I've known him for a while. So I asked him to come up and so the three were the models. They're fantastic. Yeah. That the Cossack squat as uh, shown in the diagram there, that's spot on. Well, when Katie saw the book, she goes, my hair is so detailed. That's just amazing. <laughs> it does look nice. <laughs> it's great that everything lined out, all the muscles. We can tell the vastus lateralis and the vastus medialis over there with the B and the rectus femoris. It, that's a yeah, strength, uh, kettlebell strength training anatomy. It's literally right there. But uh, the interesting thing is not just an anatomical book. It also teaches you how to do the exercises by what I wrote in each one. So each, che- each exercise has execution. It has this range of motion. It has my own thoughts about it so in the beginning of each chapter so like there's a deadlift chapter there's a a kettlebell swing chapter a get-up chapter i have my thoughts in the beginning of it um and my clinic manager um she actually helped me design as far as the beginning of each chapter i have some words just single words you know like explosive strength um you know basic all that kind of stuff so we put that in there and and she's one of the people who i asked every time what she thought of because she knows how to do kettlebells as well Oh, that's great. So basically like to be like a coaching cue. Boom. Yes. Or right. you explain to someone, you know, give me some words, give me one 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 word uh, statements of what you think about the kettlebell swing. Explosive. Yeah. Fat. You know, oh. that kind of stuff. Strength endurance. I love it as opposed to a paragraph like this is what we're gonna do as they're doing it and just get lost. Right. Yeah. Simple and effective cues. Oh, I love it. I can't wait for my copy to show up. It'll become I what you think about, but if you don't mind put a Put a good review on uh, Amazon for me, please. I'll be happy to. Among other people who have left great reviews, uh, Pavel Macek. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can have a whole list of uh, very accomplished people here for editorial reviews. I'd love to leave a review for you as well. Oh, it's so cool. Oh. Seeing this in fruition and, and uh, now out in the world. Really cool. Well, speaking of kettlebells and barbells, as you are a master instructor of them, how do you integrate them into your, your daily life? as well as your uh, professional life. So when I used to compete in powerlifting, which is only a barbell sport, um, I retired from that in 2005. And then in 2006, um, I got another harebrained idea to start playing semi-pro football. So crazy. But yes, thank you. At the young age of 38. Um, but the idea there is I went from a sport that you literally are lifting for maybe less than 10 seconds on the platform. One rep, that's it. Maximum weight. Um, to do in a sport where you had to have strength endurance to last for, you know, two and a half, three, three and a half hours, um, especially in Indiana out in the summertime when it'd be 90 degrees heat. You know, if you ever want the fastest weight loss program, put on a pair of shoulder pads and a helmet and play football for three hours. I probably literally lost five to seven pounds almost every game, but a lot of his water weight, obviously. And even yeah. that was still, you know, infusing my body with tons of water, um, but uh, so when playing that, I had to build up my strength endurance, which, you know, <laughs> I could hit a guy like a tank from the time the ball was snapped, but I'd last about three seconds or four seconds and then I'd be done. Yeah. So I had to build up my strength. So that's where I integrated kettlebells into the barbell. So, for example, uh, on squat day, I was wor- working more on my speed squats, uh, a.k.a. Louis Simmons style, uh, West Side stuff. Um, but then afterwards I would do some kettlebell swings and sometimes I would actually do, you know, squat, swing, squat, swings, um, bench press. So bench press is, is huge in my opinion for, for I'm going to play defensive lineman for football, because obviously as I come off the line, I'm trying to get through the offensive lineman to get to the backfield or, you know, get a running back or something like that. 
And in doing so, I had to keep my strength up. Well, then I also would do the heavy get-ups after that because the get-up is one of the greatest exercises in the kettlebell world because you go from a horizontal to a vertical back to a horizontal with weight over your head. Mm-hmm. And it's not as hard as it sounds. It's very easy to learn, especially if I'm going to teach people to do it. We don't have a kettlebell. We just do it with your hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, or shoe in that regard. And that makes yeah. it, yeah. The so, um, but by doing that, it actually helped keep my shoulders nice and strong. It kept my thoracic spine proper. It, tra- it trained my core very strongly. So it did all these benefits of doing that. So that's how I incorporated kettlebells with barbells that I would do, say, a barbell bench press and afterwards do a kettlebell getup or, or a barbell mm-hmm. squat and then a kettlebell swing. Or like, for example, on the heavy deadlift day, I would do heavy deadlifts like sets of five but then I do a set of 10 double heavy kettlebell swings after that. Nice. So I do swings and and, and, and deadlifts, swings and deadlifts, you know, so I would utilize that quite a bit. And then the kettlebell snatch, which, which I know Strongford just released the, uh, the series with Derek Toshner about that, but the kettlebell snatch is a great exercise because it takes everything else in the kettlebell world and kind of puts it together for one like final exercise. And if you do it, if you work the explosive aspect of it, it trains your fast switch fibers in addition to, in a sense, your intermediate and then even slow switch fibers for the strength endurance aspect too. That is everything you said is super helpful. Any coaches out there listening, just got some great programming ideas from you for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can attest to the snatches when I was testing the 044 protocol, which became part mm-hmm. of the quick and the dead in the background there with Pavel. Right. Um, yeah, snatches directly paid over into my activity, which is backcountry snowboarding. We got the split board right there. Yeah, my my strength endurance just went off the charts. Um, yeah, a very complimentary exercise using the barbell and the kettlebell. That's very mm-hmm. intelligent. Well, and even if you want to throw some uh, some bodyweight exercises in there too, I mean, do some pull ups. Pull ups are a great exercise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for example, you can do pistols, um, one arm push ups. Those are you know all the great exercises to help as far as uh, develop the whole body. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. This is. That that segment right there is going to be very helpful for a lot of coaches out there. Well, good. Yeah. Um, what about nutrition? What what's uh, what do you recommend for nutrition uh, for your your clients and students? Well, a lot of people, you know, I'm a big um, I'm a big believer that, for example, like uh, drinking uh, cans of pop, mm-hmm. eating candy bars, uh, eating Doritos, so all these different things like that are not healthy for you. Now, if you haven't you know, a can of pop once a month, once every couple of weeks is not a big deal. But unfortunately, most, I think they said the average American drinks around 600 cans of pop a year, which equals to about 1.8 cans a day or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you're drinking a can of, and, and drinking regular pop is one thing, but if you drink even diet or now they, I think how Coke has rebranded from Diet Coke to Coke Zero. It's the oh, same. Super low. Yeah. It's still, yeah, super low. It's got aspartame, whatever else in there. Um, even that stuff's not he- very healthy for you as well, too. Um, so I try to tell people to try to stay away from refined sugar, keep it down to a bare minimum, uh, eat high quality protein. So for example, let's say you get someone who's uh, lifting weights, um, you want to maybe have around, uh, my, my recommendation is maybe around 0.7 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now that's kind of a lot of protein. So I like, I weigh 260. So it's 260 grams of protein a day. Now, I'm not necessarily a heavy lifter anymore, so I don't need to do that. So maybe I'm around 0.5 grams uh, per pound of body weight. So it's about 130 grams. So around 130, 150 grams of protein a day for me is generally what I'm at right now. Now, if I get into a heavy training cycle, then maybe I will go back up to the 0.7, 0.8, 0.9, 0.10, 0.11, 0.12, 0.13, 0.14, 0.15, 0.16, 0.17, 0.18, 0.
uh, grams. So some people even do maybe one gram per kilogram of body weight. Now in the United States, a lot of people don't know what kilograms are. That's called a metric system. Okay, Let's break it down for them. That's right. Two point two uh, times you know your pound, the pound or divided two point two times the kilograms tells you what the pounds is. So exactly. Um, again, you can do that as a, as a formula. So those are some good formulas. Um, you know, the carbohydrates that I like to eat are basically like uh, raw vegetables. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't eat a lot of fruit. Uh, I do have some frozen raspberries with my smoothie. I have that three days a week. Matter of fact, Amanda wants me to shoot a video of how I make my smoothie, so I'm going to do that here <laughs> shortly. Um, but, you know, it's getting one of those things where you want to try to stay away from as much shirt. Now, let's say I have another harebrained idea. I want to become a marathon runner. Okay, that's not going to happen. I'm guaranteeing that one. But let's say I want to do that. Now, in those people, you need to increase your carbohydrates mm -hmm. because you're burning through it that much faster running 26.2 miles. Um, now, I can drive 26.2 miles. I can ride my bike 26.2 miles. I'm not running 26.2 miles. But mm -hmm. I give lots of respect to the people who do. Um, but again, you want those carbs not to be, you know, from from Snickers bars. Yeah. Is bar, my personal opinion, are the best my favorite pair uh, candy bar, but I don't eat maybe once a year. But um, but still, you want to have high quality uh, carbohydrates. You want to eat as far as you know, uh, maybe a sweet potato versus a regular potato. You want to maybe um, you know, I'm sure you deal with some of the stuff in the mountaineering aspect as far as people drink eating the carbs. They have many more uh, choices nowadays than bring out a bowl of rice and eating a bowl of rice. Yeah, the it's so cool what's out there. Uh, from that aspect of, you know, when we're up touring, which is what we call going up the mountain, ascending the mountain, right. you're, you're cranking out a thousand calories an hour. Easy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the ride down is kind of fun and flow state and much faster than going up. But yeah, I always recommend people eating. Um, it, There's a lot of really nice bars out there. And we happen to work with a lot of the bar companies that like help them develop some easy to assimilate carbohydrates and some fat and some mm -hmm. usually about 10 grams of protein, pretty minimal. Yeah. But, you know, just something to sustain for an hour or two. And right. uh, and uh, we we worked with a person who uh, we had on the Born to Run author um, and some minimalist footwear people on a podcast a few months ago and got their opinions on stuff. And none of them were keto. <laughs> no, yeah. they're carbohydrates. Yeah. But the thing is, is when they're using those carbohydrates, they're turning around and burning them right out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not being stored. No. They were yeah. lean. They were machines for sure. Well, when you look at most of the, the top-notch you know, marathon runners, they're very lean people, too. That's true. Yeah, you don't see uh, partly marathon runners. No, you do not see that. No, <laughs> you do not see that. You see that in, in the weightlifting or powerlifting aspect, but not in the endurance aspect. So, Absolutely. Oh, this is very helpful. And um, you give me good advice, too. I, I think two podcasts ago, I had I was sick and like, don't eat any sugar. And I, and I don't like sugar in the first place. Uh, we don't even have sugar in the house. Uh, so that, that stat you, you threw at us about 10 minutes ago about the 1.8 cans on average per, per person in the U.S. blew my mind. Uh, mm -hmm. As a kid, I grew up in a diabetic household, and we would have uh, just a mountain of pops, diet and regular, and just tons of ice creams and all the things. And so when I was 11, I got a paper out, and I started to buy my own food. I was like, I'm not going to go down this path of sugar. I'm going to learn how to cook a steak, learn how to make rice, and you know, uh, eat right. some, just, yeah, I made that choice. And it's, it, it clearly it's nature versus nurture kind of, you can choose your path here. Well, for example, when I was uh, playing semi-pro football, I went from powerlifting where I had ate a lot of protein and a good quantity of fat and kind of a low carb diet in that respect. Cause I didn't need a lot of 
um, glucose in my system for a lot of endurance. I needed more as far as protein and fats. When I started playing football, I found one practice where I literally, you know, you've heard the phrase hit the wall. Oh yeah. Okay. I literally, I'd never had hit the, I used to bike race when I was in high school, never hit the wall and bike race. I just never hit it. But in football, I hit it one day. And I just could not run anymore. I just, I was just dead. And so what I started doing is I started incorporating two cups of rice extra a week, just two cups. And my football training went off the charts at that point, because then I was able to have the carbohydrates to go in. Now, granted, I'm not playing football. is not the same thing as climbing uh, Denali like Derek just did. You know, that's a Beast. lot of energy. Like, yeah. like you climb the Colorado mountains, that's a lot of energy. So you're consuming more, more energy with that aspect. But still, I had to actually learn from the hard way that I needed to add carbs to my diet. And I felt like I was almost like uh, doing a disservice to myself, but I still looked great. And I still actually, by the end of the season, had lost weight at the overall throughout the season. Like I did every season. Um, so it was just, I was just burning, but I was a better football player because I had lasted longer throughout the game and I didn't feel as dead after the game, the game was over. Matter of fact, I feel like I could still play another game after the game, that game was over. That's good insight. Yeah. So. Hey. Well, thank you for sharing the, the wisdom on that because everybody has different takes on nutrition and different goals is really what it is. Like, you know, so I appreciate your insight on that. Um, no as we're uh, coming here towards the end, I'd love to find out more about where you're teaching next. What certs do you have coming up? I am teaching in San Diego at the end of January, or sorry, end of October, uh, SFL. I'm teaching in uh, New York City, the Second weekend in December uh, at Five Points Academy. I haven't been there for a few years because of the pandemic, so I'm going back there to see my good friend Steve Mills. Um, then in January, I'll be in uh, San Diego again at the same facility uh, and this coming October for the SFG. Uh, and that one's actually interesting because we do that one outside. Oh, how uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, so Alex Rudugo, who's got, who owns the gym there, he's got a, a huge like AstroTurf field behind there where they do lots of running and sprinting. And so what we've done the last two years, and we're hopefully we'll do it this year too, is that on one end, I'm doing SFG1. The other end, Karen Smith's doing the SFG2. So okay. that's a shout out to her. So if anyone who's been there for SFG1, you can come to SFG2, same facility, and get your training there as well too. Um, yeah. Oh, that's great. What about uh, 2024? Uh, is there Nashville in the books? Yeah, so, that, so January is in 2024. So that's going to be in uh, San Diego. And then I don't have a kind of a dearth of time where I don't have any search throughout the summer. Then I'm back here in Tampa next September, a year from now. And then San Diego again for SFL. Then I'm doing a new one in uh, Nashville, Tennessee in December, an SFL. Oh, fun. Yeah. Nashville's a fun town. That's I've a... never been there. So I'm looking forward to going there. Oh, I went for my first time uh, last summer with my wife and her father. And her father is a contractor and he actually helped build one of the hotels. So we went to that hotel and checked out the deck and stuff. And it's like Vegas, but a country version of Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. it's, it's pretty wild. Everywhere you go, every like a three story building will have three different stories of three different music playing. You'll have rock, you'll have country, you have some like classic rock. You In have... The same building? Yeah. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, can't have a bad time there well it's only a six hour drive from where i live in fort wayne so it's I but i've never been down there so looking forward to going there yeah you'll have a good time yeah excellent well doc um how do people find you do you have a newsletter or other social medias we should look into yeah so we started a newsletter back i don't know three or four months ago so every two weeks uh you see release so um you just need to get on the email list with that i'm actually having a new website built for uh, my company called Advanced Strength and Speed Strategy. So that'll be hopefully coming out here soon. You can sign up and go in there. But in the meantime, 
you can either send me an email at this address, uh, pwrdoc95 at gmail.com. Um, or you can message me on Instagram. I have three sites there. I got my personal, my clinic site, which is Cairo Power. And then you got uh, ADV, ADV, period, strength and speed strategies, which is uh, under two. That's more about as far as the book and uh, my cert uh, certifications. So you can contact me through that way as well, too. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter. Excellent. So, and I, I see your link tree right here, which I'll put in the show notes, too. Cool. Yeah, you, sir. Absolutely. And of course, in person at uh, Allen County Family and Sports Chiropractic. Yes, sir. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, Doc, I can see you're talking to you for another hour easily. <laughs> but I know you have to get ready for a, a cert. Buy the book, Kettlebell Strength Training Anatomy. It's on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. thank you, sir. It's always great seeing you. And I'll see you here in two weeks. Yeah, I lost a week. I'll see you in two weeks, Doc. Uh, you are the best. I'll see you soon. And for all you out there, I'll put the description for the book, the link for it on Amazon, the link tree we just mentioned, and all the ways to get a hold of Doc Cardo. If you are a fitness professional, a coach, or even curious about kettlebells or barbells, Doc is the best to learn from. So look into him. Until next time, everybody, take care.